Shauna and Jody here with Real Sisters, Real Talk. We're glad to have you joining us as we talk about growing in our faith with God. Welcome to Real Sisters, Real Talk. I'm Shauna, that's my sister Jody, and we are so excited that you've joined us today for another episode. And I have to tell you, yesterday I went shopping with my daughter. We were looking for a dress for a wedding that she's attending, and I was shocked to find out that there were like jeans and sweaters and flannels and all the things. I was like, what is happening? It's still summer. Don't rush me out of summer into fall. But it is, we're definitely upon a season of some change coming up here. No kidding. Don't you feel like they they rush us into that change? Every season, no matter what we're leading into, I feel like the stores are rushing us to the next season. Yeah, I do. And then, and then and we're not quite ready. Yeah, we're not. Well, I'm not ready to get rid of the sunshine here in West Michigan ever. Am I ever, ever ready to be done with summer? But there is something a little bit inside of me that gets excited about change. You know, like I like going from from sundresses to sweaters as much as I love the warm weather. I like the change of wardrobe and that sort of thing. But let's let's talk a little bit about change. How do you handle change? What are the changes that are exciting for you, the ones that are easy for you to embrace? Yeah, that's, I mean, that is a great question. I think change that's easy to embrace is change that, that I see as a good thing, something that I'm anticipating or, um, Mm. like adding our granddaughter to our family. That was Mm. a great change. You know, that was a, a beautiful thing. And I was so excited for that to take place. Um, and yeah. And change in growth. I mean, I want to constantly be growing in who I am in Christ and that change is a good change, but sometimes it comes at a cost as well. And mm-hmm. so just a, a simple way to explain that, not even in, in growth, but, um, a change that I was super excited about. Um, uh, we moved about five, almost six years ago into a new house. And, um, uh, my husband and I lived in our other house the entire time we were married. So for the first 28 years of our marriage, we lived in the same home And so when we moved, I was so excited. We were gaining some really fun things. We got a pool in the backyard and um, some more space. And so I was really excited about the move, but, and it was a good thing. And it was something we had anticipated for years. We had been shopping Southern California. It is tough. We had put offers in (laughs) at about seven, eight different houses before we finally got this one. Um, But I remember that first night when we crawled into bed. It took everything in me not to say to my husband, I want to go home. Oh, I, I want to go no. home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to stay here. <laughs> That's a hard so, change. So um, as much as it was an anticipated change, an exciting change, I still struggled. So even even good things, I think there's sometimes when I still struggle with change. Yeah. Some of those, you know, we've had some moves in our life too. We've moved, um, I've moved from Southern California to Iowa, Iowa to Arizona Arizona to West Michigan. And each of those moves brought with it like climate change. Like when we moved from Arizona to here, we didn't even have blankets for the kids' beds. You know, they had sheets and then they had their cute little comforter. And right with every move like that, you know, it's okay, where am I going to buy my groceries? Um, Who's going to cut my hair? Like who are my new friends going to be? There's a, there's a lot in those changes that that can be exciting, but also be really, really challenging. Yeah. Can we talk about the grocery store change for us? Oh, no kidding. The grocery store. If they change, if my grocery store goes through like a remodel, 
it rocks my world. And I think they do that on purpose to make us walk through the store. And it makes me so mad. I know where everything <laughs> is. I can even help other people find things. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm that up. girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. So that's a change I'm not so fond of. Let's go ahead and go there. What are, what are some of the, the changes that you dig your heels in about? Okay. So yes, definitely when they move my, my stuff, I, I was going to say move my cheese. If you've not read the book, <laughs> who moved my cheese? It is seriously, it is, I, I say, I end up saying that a lot. Um, like if somebody gets bent out of shape about, um, something that's taking place, I'll say, okay, you know, someone moved your cheese, but we're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So, but if you haven't read the book, just a, it's a, a really cute animated book. Um, they use it in businesses a lot about, um, some mice that go into this, um, maze every day and they have cheese in this specific place and it's always provided and there's plenty of it and they become kind of chunky and all that stuff. And then one day the cheese is gone. And so a couple of the mice are like, especially one in particular is like, no, no, I'm going to show up here every day because eventually the cheese will come back. And the other mice end up going off and exploring to find where the cheese mm. moved to. And so we have to, we have to adapt with change. So often I will use that phrase. Um, somebody moved my cheese. So I would say things that I don't like for sure, the grocery store, um, I think change that maybe comes at a, at a cost for me. Um, I've not had this happen, but you certainly have of having a, um, two of your, well now three with a son-in-law move overseas. That's a change that is really hard to to get used to. I think as a parent, every change that we go through, um, there's a, a, a piece of me that grieved each piece and then also mm. celebrated all the good things that came. But I remember when my kids yeah. started kindergarten, I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to have them out of my care for these, whatever, four hours that they're going to take my kid today. And, you know, some right. of that kind of thing. I didn't like that change. And yet I knew it was good and right and, um, healthy for all of us. Um, you know, when my kids went off to college, Lauren went away to college, Ty spent six months, um, in Germany. And then Lauren did spend three months in, in South Africa too. Like the change of them leaving was very, very difficult and yet it's mm -hmm. good and right. And it's what I wanted, but, um, you know, it was still hard. Yeah. So, I mean, I can think of, I mean, of, of changes that are just negative. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think the changes that are the hardest for me, I don't know if this directly answers your question, but the ones that I wrestle with the yeah. most are the ones that I didn't initiate a change that I go. have to, you know, somebody moves my cheese. Like if I move my cheese, I'm cool with that. Like I can get on board with moving my cheese, but when somebody else moves my cheese, I, I struggle with that. I wrestle with that a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Even I think of like at work. Um, I, I like, you know, kind of small changes, like let's just inch our way there. And so real drastic changes are hard, but for sure it's always harder when somebody else makes the change, initiates the change in our lives. That's always tough. You I know, and honestly, just drawn, so just, go ahead. I think we're just drawn towards what is familiar. You know, I mean, just like the, the, yes. the mouse in your little story, right? Like, I think we are drawn towards what is familiar and we shy away from the unknown. So it could be, it could be that we just don't even know if the change in front of us is going to be a good change or a bad change. We just don't know. And the, the question mark itself is enough to make me kind of 
not want that to happen at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking of some things that would be um, a change that happens to us that would be tough to handle, like the loss of a loved one. Um, we lost our dad a year and a half ago. And so um, that change is tough. I even remember when um, our mom and dad were, move, were living in the apartments in a uh, senior living center, and then they had to move our dad to skilled nursing. And um, so this meant they, it was in the same building with mom, but they were no longer going to be living together. They'd been you know, married 65 years when dad passed. And so that change, I grieved that change from the deepest part in me and wanted to fight it so bad. And yet I knew it was right for dad, but it wasn't a decision we got to make. It was made for us. And that was hard. Like that kind of change was difficult. I think of um, loss of a job. That is a difficult thing to handle. Um, an accident or a divorce, I can only imagine what that kind of change that's that's really put on you um, does to you emotionally. And so the, those changes that are put on us truly um, are difficult. I just had, got an email from a friend who was sharing that um, she's going through an unwanted divorce and she just was sharing how how hard, how she has so many questions for God. And it's so hard to not have her questions answered and how frustrating it is and how, you know, she finds herself, you know, God, why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And the things that I want are good. You know, the restoration of my family, the, the reconciliation of my marriage for us all to be under one roof together again, like, why would you not want this? And why would you not fix this? And she just was saying that God revealed to her that those aren't bad things to want, but they were things that she wants in this moment more than she just wants him to be with her in this moment that she's sitting in. But anyway, she's, I mean, that's an example of obviously, you know, a change that is forced upon you. It's not a, it's not a divorce that she wants to walk through, but she doesn't have the power to change those circumstances right now. And so she's, she's having to walk through this. Right. And so how do we, I mean, the, the thing that is so important is to walk forward in that and walk through it instead of trying to, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Like it's easy for us to look back and um, want it to change, to be different. And yet we need to walk forward and walk through things sometimes. One thing I think that can help us hold on to hope when we're in a situation like that, where change is being imposed on us and it feels wrong and hopeless. And I mean, in this scenario, like that kind of a scenario, it, it is wrong. It's not God's best. And yet it is reality and what's happening. And just, I just think of Hebrews 13, eight, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So yes, our circumstances are changing, but God does not change. And that's something that brings, uh, peace, hope, um, strength. It's something that we can actually hold, hold on to hang our hat on security. Yes. Oh, Shauna security. Yeah. It's just, it's really difficult when you don't know what you're walking into, what, you know, if you've got somebody in your life who has really big feelings, you know what it's like to walk into the room and not have any idea. All right. You know, kind of walk in an eggshells a little bit. Like, am I walking in on a in a good moment? Am I walking in at a difficult moment? And it's just, yeah, it's, we can know that we know that we know in our relationship with God 
that he is going to meet us the same because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's rock solid. He's certain and sure. And even the solidness of who he is, we get to discover as we walk through life and relationship with him, but it's already there. (laughs) It's not, his character isn't being shaped as we go. It already is. Yeah. And we get to walk in the the truth of that. And I think, you know, what you just explained is such a great example of if we put our hope, our trust in people, even in our, our current circumstances, then we're going to be let down. But if our hope and, and then our emotions are going to be, you know, big ranges, but if our hope, our trust, our steadiness is found in Christ alone, then it doesn't matter what's going on around us so much. I mean, it still impacts us, but it, it doesn't have the same impact on us as if we are putting our full hope and trust in God who doesn't mm-hmm. change because then your behavior uh, does not have impact me the same way. And that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. So what does that look like for you, Jodes, so when you've been through, let's just say it is a change that's not of your volition. <laughs> you know, you, you didn't yeah. choose it, but you're, you're having to walk into something. Um, maybe there are question marks in front of you. It's not super clear how it's going to go down, but it's a change. Um, how does your faith impact how you experience change? That is such a good question. I'm thinking of a story and I'm, I'm wondering if it, um, fully applies here. Um, we're going to, we're going to jump right into it. I think sometimes it's me. We had an episode talking about walking in the presence of God and practicing the presence of God. And I think sometimes it comes down to that when the change happens. And so we had a, um, a kind of, uh, well, kind of, it was a pretty traumatic thing happened with my husband. And I, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast before, but it was, uh, quite a few years ago and they, he had a a heart issue and it's actually not, we found out it's a SVT, which is not damaging to his heart. His, what he has is not damaging to his heart, but we didn't know that at the time. And he ended up almost passing out at work and they called 911. And, um, I, uh, they've got an ambulance to bring him to the hospital. And so I got a phone call and I, um, headed out the door of work and went rushing to the hospital, of course. And I didn't know what the next 24, 48 hours were going to hold. I did not know what change was coming our way. I felt very out of control. I felt very at the mercy of whatever was going on. And, mm-hmm. um, it was a very helpless kind of a feeling. And I remember driving to the hospital. It was about 20 minutes away where they were taking him because he um, works about that far from home. And um, I was going way too fast on the freeway. And I remember saying, just, you know, praying God to have your hand on him. And I just said, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. I screamed at the top of my lungs, God, I trust you. And I whispered it through tears, God, I trust you. But I probably said it, I don't even know, 50 to 100 times. I just repeated, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. Because I needed to declare the truth when I, 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 I did know. The one thing I knew was that no matter what I laid my head down to that, to that night, whatever I, when I went to bed, no matter what I, my circumstance was, that I could trust God. And that is a scary place to be. And I, yeah. I recognize that as I share that, some of the, the people listening, your stories end differently than mine did because my husband is fine. And so do we really know that we can trust God 
in no matter what we're facing. And it does not mean it will be easy. It does not mean that we're not going to have to walk through the fire, but we do know we can trust him. And so I think that's where I have found in times of change, I will say 30 years ago, the way I handled change was, I want to go back. I wish I could change that. If I could only do that again, if I could, (laughs) you know, it was that. Um, And I've learned that that's not the way to handle change. And so this, this whole experience I had with the, the crying out to God, I trust you was a um, perfect model or showing of how I've grown in that. Not Mm -hmm. that I do that perfectly because it is a learning process, which is why I had to say it 50 to a hundred times on my way there, because I was reminding myself that I trusted him. But I do think that brings hope. I think that trusting God and going through change are like, I don't know how you could tell a story about change without talking about our level of trust in God, because they're so interlinked. And when I think about my own journey of trusting God, it was probably, gosh, about eight years ago now, maybe nine years ago that I was a part of a Bible study. And it was like one of the assignments in the Bible study to tell God every day that you trusted him. And so I was like, I trust you, you know? And then, you know, day two, I was like, I, I, trust you. <laughs> you know, I just realized <laughs> that as, as I had to say it out loud every day, I had to really get honest about the fact, do I? like? And then it got really personal because it wasn't just a statement that I was making. I started to think about very specific circumstances in my life. And I was like, do I? And right. my I trust you went from like a really, I'm supposed to say this, so I'm going to go ahead, you know, I trust you to, you know, I trust, I trust you to, you know, I trust you. I mean, it just was very much a journey for me. And I have just worked that into my relationship with the Lord and my life with him that I, I end every prayer by saying, I love you and I trust you. Amen. Yeah. Because I need to remind myself it's what I've chosen. And he is trustworthy. He is. He is. No matter what change comes our way, he is trustworthy. And we can trust him. And change is going to come our way. It is going to. It's a part of life and it's going to happen. And sometimes we get to pick it and we're so brave and we choose it and we step into it. And and other times we're less brave and it's, it's not of our choosing at all. And it's, it's so far the opposite of our choosing that we can't even see how God can be in it or how anything good can come out of it. Even in those changes, God is the same. He's the Hebrews passage you read yesterday, today, and forever. He's rock solid and he's trustworthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes change knocks us back. Sometimes it it kind of puts us on our behinds um, and we have to take a second to take a breath. But the quicker we can recognize um, and just even declare, declare, even if it's the I trust you in this, (laughs) I see nothing good. Um, And I would even say it's a good challenge to when we're facing something, a change that we don't want, that we don't like, to ask God, can you show us the good 
that comes from this? Can you show me where you're at work and help me to walk in faithfulness in this season? Because it's easy to, in change, just complain. Um, Okay, so here's an example. We have the Israelites, right? They are in captivity and they, in Egypt, and God saves them and takes them out and all these miraculous things take place. I mean, if you don't know the story, read Exodus. Oh my goodness, it is like edge of the seat kind of stuff. And so he gets them out of Egypt and frees them. And the first time they get hungry, they say, I want to go back because we had good food there. And like, we want to go back to what we know, right? Even though it meant going back to captivity. And so change, change was hard for them for 40 years in the wilderness, like change was hard, but it was absolutely good. And it was absolutely, God had them on a path and he was leading them to a place. But sometimes we spend so much time looking back and wanting what was because it's familiar. I think you said that early on in this mm-hmm. podcast. We like what's familiar. Yeah. And, and I'm very guilty of that. Oh, I am too. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, another story from the Bible that we can learn from in regards to change and how it was dealt with is, you know, that really, I think, shines a light on horrific circumstances is Joseph's story and how, you know, he, yes, he had some arrogance. He had some character issues that needed to be, you know, worked on in his teenage years that he was sold into slavery by his brothers. And his story is one of like, it's such a yo-yo because it's like, oh, things are finally looking up for Joseph, even though it's not the dream that God had given him. You know, he seems to be experiencing the favor of the Lord and start celebrating that. And then boom, he's back at the bottom again and, you know, working his way up. But he, in the little sliver in his story that stands out is there's a temptation in his life and it's, it's real. You know, it's not like, oh, that thing doesn't, is not attractive to me. It's real. And he chooses to stay faithful to God. But the thing is, he, he doesn't say he could be bitter. He could have chosen, chosen, <laughs> he could have chosen <laughs> to become bitter, but instead he chose to remain faithful to God. And when he was tempted and he could have said, you know what, I've just been dealt a terrible hand and I have this thing right in front of me. I can just, I'm just going to enjoy it. You know, I deserve it. He didn't. He said, how could I, how could I sin against other people, but how can I sin against God in the midst of this? So even when it seemed like his dreams were completely lost and there's, you know, maybe he didn't even see the evidence of God in the moment. He knew that God was with him and he remained faithful. And even beyond that, he's, because he said no, he was thrown in jail and yet right. he still remained faithful. So a change that absolutely was not fair. And this, that's a perfect example of a change where you'd go, what well, this is not, this cannot be, you cannot have your hand in this God, because this cannot be good and right. And nothing good can come from this. And it does. And sometimes it takes years to see the good that comes. We might not ever see the good that came from it, but we can trust that God's at work. Yeah. Right. There is a summary of Joseph's life in the book of Acts and it says something along the lines of, but God was with Joseph. God rescued Joseph and, you know, he prospered in all he did something like that. And it's like 12 words, 
But that journey was a 13-year journey. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's so easy for us to look in hindsight. And it's true with any change. So if we look back on any change that has taken place in our lives, uh, we can look back with a whole different perspective. And so we can kind of gain some understanding when we are looking back over the years. When we're in it, it's really murky yeah. and it's hard to walk through. But I think every time we look back and we see the faithfulness of God over and over again, it helps us walk in in faithfulness to him in the current season and trust that he is at work. And we are, we are always changing. We are always yeah. growing. I, the way I picture it in my own head, I hope this makes sense of, as if you're not seeing and you're just listening, but like to look back at the faithfulness of God and God often in scripture had people like, Hey, grab a stone, set up something right here. Cause you're going to need to remember this yeah. moment, you know, so set something up. But when we look back on our own life and I say, okay, at that point, I didn't know. I remember being pregnant with my first baby and being terrified of labor and delivery and thinking, I don't, I just, I, I, I don't know if I can make it. And, you know, I made it, I made it through that and I did it three more times. Right. So <laughs> look back at those times when God was faithful and he was with you. And then, man, I think the secret sauce is if we can, I often think if I could just pick that up and drop it into my future, you know, and with all the assurance I have of who God has been in the past, walk in that into the future. But you were talking, Jodes, about how when you're in it, you can't see it clearly and it's murky. And I think that's when it's most important to not look at the future at all, but just to keep your eyes on Jesus. You know, I can't, right. I can't make sense of my circumstances. I don't even know what this afternoon is going to bring, but I do know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And whatever this afternoon brings, I have a faithful God who's going to be with me through it. Psalm, Psalm 23, right? You know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you're with me. Yeah. And that if nothing else can bring us peace in a season of change, that absolutely can. I'm, you know, I'm going to close our time again, just reading that Hebrews 13, eight again, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So if you're facing change, if you're in the middle of change, you can kind of anticipate, maybe you're, you're anticipating some change coming, something that's going to be imposed on you that is not your choice, then put your eyes on Jesus. Get your hope, your, your peace, uh, your security from him and him alone and trust that he's going to walk through this change with you. And the, the greatest thing we can remember as we walk through any difficulties in life is that we serve a really good God and he really, really loves you. 